Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. Please keep uh, sharing that with your friends, asking questions. Uh, That's the best way that I can give you all the best information. So I appreciate the support. And let's get into today's topic. So last episode was about $100,000. What should I do? If I've got that amount of money, it's come in. What are my different goals? And that was a great question and something that I don't think that I would have come up with as a question just because it's, one, according to that person's situation, and two, something that I just wasn't aware was something that you all were looking for. So that's great feedback. Thank you for submitting that question. Today was another question that I was not expecting, but also fun to see, which is what are NFTs? So if you're on Instagram and you're seeing non-fungible token memes, uh, you might know exactly what I'm talking about, or you might have just read that in a recent Forbes article. Um, NFTs are an interesting subject, and so a lot of today's episode is inspired by one of my favorite blogs that if you're a longtime listener of this show, you might know. Uh, it's A Wealth of Common Sense by Ben Carlson, who's a great financial planner and another person I look up to. Um, And a lot of the things that he talks about are what I resonate with when it comes to uh, personal finance, retirement planning, investments, taxes, everything like that. So um, today's episode is about NFTs. And the reason that I chose to talk about NFTs is because this listener asked specifically, what are NFTs and do I need them? So the first thing when people ask, do I need them, is always the answer that no one likes, which is, it depends. So, do you need them? Well, it depends on a few things. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you hoping to become a millionaire overnight? NFTs are probably going to be a better option than investing in the S&P 500. Is your goal to create long-term wealth? Is your goal to have legacy where you're leaving a certain amount to certain family members? Is your goal to move into a different home? Well, an NFT might not be best for that. So what we really want to explore is what is the NFT and then get into some examples. So what is an NFT? NFT stands for non-fungible token and that doesn't make anything any clearer for you. So what that means is non-fungible more or less means it's unique. So it can't be replaced with something else. For example, a Bitcoin is fungible. You can trade one for another Bitcoin and you'll have exactly the same thing. I know that's still confusing. So let's think about it this way. Think of it as a a one of a kind trading card is non-fungible. It's one of a kind. If you traded it for a different card, you'd have something completely different. So Let's say that the the Mona Lisa, if you were to trade the Mona Lisa for another painting, right, what's happening is you're giving the Mona Lisa and you're getting a different painting. So it's completely different. So how do NFTs work? Well, at a very, very high level, NFTs are part of the Ethereum blockchain. That also doesn't help. Ethereum is a cryptocurrency. It's like Bitcoin or Dogecoin. Maybe you've seen those memes. But It's blockchain that supports these NFTs. So they store extra info that makes them work differently from, let's say, an Ethereum coin versus a Bitcoin, that they're different. So it's just worth noting that there are other blockchains that can implement their own versions of NFTs. Some already have. You can imagine there's people doing all of their own uh, type of 
what I like to call wizardry around this. So what's what's worth knowing about these NFTs? So what I like to really think about is any anyone who talks about something that's very complicated and uses fancy words, they likely understand it, but they don't understand it to the point that they can explain it to someone else. One of the reasons this podcast was born was I wanted to create something that people could really understand and then take easy action on because they understand the information so well. So what's worth picking up on regarding NFTs? What what can they be? So NFTs can really be anything digital. It can be a drawing. It can be music. It could even be your brain downloaded and turned into AI. Yes, don't freak out. (laughs) But a lot of the current excitement is around using tech, so technology, to sell digital art. So um, one, one meme that was referenced in this article was someone said, so you mean like people buying tweets? And it's not really what it is. Um, NFTs is really, think about it in a line with art. So that that's the easiest way to think about NFTs as an example. So art, think of this as digital art, and then there's fine art. So do people collect art? Yes. Well, people collect art because they think the value of art is going to go up. And they also think, well, it might be beautiful and they might just want it because other people don't have it. And so some people might pay, for example, there was a 50 second video by a famous musician um, who, and someone paid $390,000 for that. Um, And then there was uh, a video by Beeple and someone paid $6.6 million for it. You might say, well, I don't think it's worth anything. And you might be right or you might be wrong, but it doesn't really matter because someone thinks it's of value. That's the way the stock market works. It's it's value because you think it's valuable. Someone else doesn't think it's valuable. So then it's been given a valuation. So NFTs are designed to give you something that can't be copied. You The ownership of the work, just like a, a Monet print, but only one person can own the original. So people right now, which may seem crazy, they're spending six, seven, eight figures to buy a JPEG. Now, that seems ridiculous to a lot of people. But you know what else is ridiculous? Human beings. We do all sorts of crazy stuff all the time. We're superstitious. Does that make rational sense? We're status-seeking. We're emotional. We buy stuff and we make decisions that seem ludicrous to outside observers, and we do it on a regular basis. So the tech people who are into this stuff would tell you this makes a ton more sense compared to the world of art. Well, what are the people in the world of fine arts and physical prints going to say? That doesn't make any sense. It's not tangible. I I can't touch it. So you're always going to have people on both sides. But let's think about once again, why does art have value? It has value because it's scarce, because it signals to other people how rich you are, because people ascribe value to it. Where the art NFT analogy fails, in my opinion, is that the value of the art would happen more naturally. It's almost like, think about the crypto world, which is cryptocurrency. Think about the crypto world is trying to make NFTs become valuable simply because they want them to become valuable. So just put yourself in the shoes of someone who's a tech person in the late 20, in, in, you're in your late 20s, so let's say you're working in Silicon Valley, and in 2016, you put $10,000 into Ethereum because you heard your buddy talking about it over drinks. Well, that 10 grand is now worth something like $35 million right now. So making this amount of money in this manner 
it can really play head games with you, and it's essentially monopoly money. What do you care if you put into a pixelated picture in the form of a JPEG, if you put millions of dollars in? If your peers think that JPEG is valuable, then it's valuable, at least for right now. Remember that the Mona Lisa did not become famous until it had a story attached to it. The story of NFTs is one of scarcity. It's one of community. It's really rich tech people with too much money. But the Mona Lisa, it didn't have social media to deal with. There were not an, there were no online communities. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat saying, hey, here's what's true about it. Here's why you shouldn't attribute value to it. No, it's the herd mentality. And it's as, as old as group behavior exists. So it's probably not going to take 400 plus years for a piece of digital art to become famous anymore. It's probably going to take more like a few minutes. So as always, there's positives, there's negatives. From where I sit, what I like to think about are could NFTs be of real value? Absolutely. But so could anything we attribute value to. It comes down to once again, what are your goals? For example, some people think that NFTs really could be a huge part of the future. And if you're in that group, then great. But let's say that you want to buy a home and that home is worth half a million dollars. So the home's worth $500,000 and you need $100,000 for a down payment. That's excluding the amount that we're gonna need for a mortgage each month and everything like that and what kind of mortgage, but just very high level. You want a home, it's worth half a million bucks. You want $100,000 to put down on the home. Well, great. Let's say you already have $50,000. Does it make more sense to save consistently for two years, maybe at $25,000 each year, and then all of a sudden you can put that down payment so you're two years away from accomplishing that big goal of yours? Or do you say, you know what, I really want to get this NFT because all of a sudden I realize that the one NFT that I really desire might no longer be available in case someone else purchases it. Well, you have to ask yourself, what's the bigger regret? Is it not being being able to move into that home within two years, which is very achievable? Or would you tell yourself, you know what, I'd really feel worse if I didn't get this NFT because what if that NFT goes up just $100 million? Now, it's very unlikely, but let's say it goes up even $100,000. It very well could do so. Now, it's your or I, my best guess on when or if that happens, but it's just a question regarding how you feel about it. What would you regret more? Personal finance isn't black and white. You've heard me say that. It's really about what do you want and how bad do you want it and more so what's the risk level that you're comfortable with if you really think that that one nft is your chance to become a millionaire and you regret it the rest of your life if you didn't do it well it might make sense to do it but at the same time if you knew you could get into that dream home in two years do you say you know what do i wait two years then invest knowing that nft might be taken or do I do a combination? Do I say, you know what, maybe I don't want this home, maybe I get into a smaller home and then get the NFT now, and then if it does well, I move. You know, There's so many different ways of looking at it. That's the reason people work with the financial planner. That's a slight plug there, but it's really just about knowing what it is you want to do and how do we get there. That's what we do. So um, that was a great question. Thank you for asking it. Uh, name has been asked to kept anonymous, so I will do so. Please keep asking the questions. See you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. 
That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.